0: Section 23 of Lives of the Most Eminent Painters, Sculptors, and Architects, Volume 7 by Giorgio Vasari, Translation by Gaston de C. Devere. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Rita Boutros. Life of Michel San Michel, Architect of Verona, Part 2 michel was excellent not only in fortifications but also in private buildings and in temples churches and monasteries as may be seen from many buildings at verona and other places and particularly from the most ornate and beautiful chapel of the guareschi in san bernardino which is round after the manner of a temple and in the corinthian order with all the ornaments which that manner admits that chapel i say he built all of that white pietra viva which from the sound that it makes when it is being worked is called in that city bronzo and in truth that kind of stone after fine marble is the most beautiful that has been found down to our own times being absolutely solid and without holes or spots that might spoil it since that chapel then is built on the inside all of that most beautiful stone and wrought by excellent masters of carving and put together very well it is considered that among works of that kind there is at the present day no other more beautiful in all italy for michel made the whole work curve in a circle in such a manner that three altars which are in it with their pediments and cornices and likewise the space of the door all turn in a perfect round almost after the likeness of the entrances that filippo brunelleschi made in the chapels of the temple of the angeli in florence which is a very difficult thing to do michel then made therein a gallery over the first range of columns which circles right round the chapel and there are to be seen most beautiful carvings in the form of columns capitals foliage grotesques little pilasters and other things carved with incredible diligence the door of that chapel he made quadrangular on the outer side of the corinthian order and very beautiful and similar to an ancient door that he saw so he used to say in some place at rome It is true, indeed, that this work, after having been left unfinished by Michel, I know not for what reason, was given, either from avarice or from lack of judgment, to certain others to be finished, who spoiled it, to the infinite vexation of Michel, who, in his lifetime, saw it ruined before his very eyes, without being able to prevent it wherefore he used to complain at times to his friends but only on this account that he had not thousands of ducats wherewith to buy it from the avaricious hands of a woman who by spending less than she was able was shamefully spoiling it a work of michel's was the design of the round temple of the madonna di campagna near verona which was very beautiful although the parsimony weakness and little judgment of the wardens of that building have since disfigured it in many parts and even worse would they have done if bernardino Brugnoli, a kinsman of michel had not had charge of it and made a complete model after which the building of that temple as well as of many others is now being carried forward for the friars of Santa Maria in Organo, or rather the monks of Monte Alavito in Verona, he made a design of the Corinthian order which was most beautiful for the façade of their church. This façade, after being carried to a certain height by Paolo San Michel, was left not long since in that condition on account of many expenses that were incurred by those monks in other matters but even more by reason of the death of him who had begun it don cipriano of verona a man of saintly life and of much authority in that order of which he was twice general at san giorgio in verona a convent of the regular priests of san giorgio in aliga the same michel directed the building of the cupola of that church which was a very beautiful work, and succeeded against the expectations of many who did not think that the structure would ever remain standing, on account of the weakness of its supports. But these were then so strengthened by Michel that there was no longer anything to fear. In the same convent he made the design, and laid the foundations of a very beautiful campanile of hewn stone, partly tufa and partly pietra viva which was carried well forward by him and is now being continued by the above-mentioned bernardino his nephew who is employed in carrying it to completion Monsignor Luigi Lippomani, bishop of Verona, having resolved to carry to completion the campanile of his church, which had been begun a hundred years before, caused a design for this to be made by Michel, who did it very beautifully, taking into consideration the preserving of the old part, and the expense that the bishop was able to incur but a certain messer domenico poesio a roman and his vicar a person with little knowledge of building although otherwise a worthy man allowed himself to be imposed upon by one who also knew little about it and gave him the charge of carrying on that fabric whereupon that person built it of unprepared stone from the mountains and made the stairs in the thickness of the walls Doing all this in such a manner that every one who was even slightly conversant with architecture foretold that which afterwards happened namely, that the structure would not remain standing. And among others, the very reverend Fra Marco de Medici of Verona who in addition to his other more serious studies has always delighted in architecture as he still does predicted what would happen to such a building but he was answered thus fra marco counts for much in his own profession of letters philosophy and theology wherein he is public lecturer but in architecture he does not fish so deeply as to command belief finally that campanile having risen to the level where the bells were to be opened out in four parts in such a manner that after having spent many thousands of crowns in building it they had to give three hundred crowns to the builders to throw it to the ground lest it should fall by itself as it would have done in a few days and destroy everything all around and it is only right that this should happen to those who desert good and eminent masters and mix themselves up with bunglers the above-named monsignor luigi having afterwards been chosen bishop of bergamo monsignor agostino Lipomani was made bishop of verona in his place and he commissioned Michel to reconstruct almost anew the model of that campanile, and to set to work. And after him, according to the same model, Monsignor Girolamo Trevisani, a friar of San Dominic, who succeeded the last-named Lippomani in the bishopric, has caused that work to be continued, which is now progressing, passing slowly the model is very beautiful and the stairs are being accommodated within the tower in such a manner that the fabric remains stable and very strong for the noble counts della torre of verona michel built a very beautiful chapel in the manner of a round temple with the altar in the center at their villa of fiumani and in the church of the santo at padua a very handsome tomb was built under his direction for messer alessandro cantarini procurator of st mark who had been proveditor to the venetian forces in which tomb it would seem that michel sought to show in what manner such works should be done departing from a kind of commonplace method which in his opinion had in it more of the altar or chapel than of the tomb this work which is very rich in ornamentation solid in composition and warlike in character has as ornaments a Thetis and two prisoners by the hand of alessandro vittoria which are held to be good figures and a head or rather effigy from life of the above-named lord with armor on the breast executed in marble by denisi da carrara there are in addition other ornaments in abundance prisoners trophies spoils of war and others of which there is no need to make mention in venice he made the model of the convent of the nuns of san biagio catoldo which was much extolled it was then resolved at verona to rebuild the lazaretto a dwelling or rather hospital which serves for the sick in times of plague the old one having been destroyed together with other edifices that had been in the suburbs and michel was commissioned to make a design for this which proved to be beautiful beyond all expectations to the end that it might be put into execution on a spot near the river at some distance from the city and beyond the esplanade but this design truly most beautiful and excellently well considered in every part which is now in the possession of the heirs of luigi Brugnoli michel's nephew was not carried completely into execution by certain persons by reason of their little judgment and poverty of spirit but much restricted curtailed and reduced to mean proportions by those persons who used the authority that they had received in the matter from the public in disfiguring the work in consequence of the untimely death of some gentlemen who were in charge of it at the beginning and who had a greatness of spirit equal to their nobility of blood a work of michel's likewise was the very beautiful palace that the noble counts of canossa have at verona which was built at the commission of the very reverend monsignor de bajus who once was count lodovico canossa a man so much celebrated by all the writers of his time for the same monseigneur michel built another magnificent palace in the villa of grezzano in the veronese territory under the direction of the same architect the facade of the count's bevelacqua was reconstructed and all the apartments were restored in the castle of those lords called la bevelacqua and at verona likewise he built the house and façade of the Lavizzoli, which were much extolled in venice he built from the foundations the very rich and magnificent palace of the cornaro family near san polo and restored another palace also of the cornaro family which is by san benedetto al albore for messer giovanni cornaro of whom michel was much the friend and this led to giorgio vasari painting nine pictures in oils for the ceiling of a magnificent apartment all adorned with woodwork carved and richly overlaid with gold in that palace in like manner he restored the house of the bragadini opposite to santa marina and made it very commodious and ornate and in the same city he founded and raised above the ground after a model of his own at incredible cost the marvellous palace of the most noble messer girolamo grimani near santa luca on the grand canal but michel being overtaken by death was not able to carry it to completion himself and the other architects chosen in his stead by that nobleman altered his design and model in many parts near castelfranco on the borders of the territories of padua and treviso there was built under the direction of the same michel the most famous palace of the soranzi called by that family la soranza which palace is held to be for a country residence the most beautiful and the most commodious that had been built in those parts up to that time he also built the casa Cornara at piombino in that territory and so many other private houses that it would make too long a story to attempt to speak of them all let it be enough to have made mention of the most important i will not indeed refrain from recording that he made most beautiful gates for two palaces one of which was that of the rectors and of the captain and the other that of the palazzo del podesta both in verona and worthy of the highest praise although the latter which is in the ionic order with double columns and very ornate intercolumniations, and some victories at the angles, has a somewhat dwarfed appearance by reason of the lowness of the site where it stands, particularly because it is without pedestals and very wide on account of the double columns. But such was the wish of Messer Giovanni Delfini, who had it made while michel was enjoying a tranquil ease in his native place and the reputation and renown that his honourable labours had brought him there came to him a piece of news that so afflicted him that it finished the course of his life but to the end that the whole may be better understood and that all the beautiful works of the San michel family may be made known in this life i shall say something of gian girolamo the kinsman of michel this gian girolamo then was the son of paolo the cousin of michel and being a young man of very beautiful genius was instructed with such diligence by michel in the matters of architecture and so beloved by him that he would always have the young man with him in all undertakings of importance and particularly in fortifications having therefore become in a short time so excellent with the help of such a master that the most difficult work of fortification could be entrusted to him In which manner of architecture he took particular delight, his ability was recognized by the signori of Venice, and he was placed with a good salary among the number of their architects, although he was very young, and then sent now to one place and now to another, to inspect and restore the fortresses of their dominion, and at times to carry into execution the designs of his kinsman Michel and among other places he took part with much judgment and labor in the fortification of zara and in the marvellous fortress of san nicolo at Sabenico, placed as has been mentioned at the mouth of the port which fortress erected by him from the very foundations is held to be for a private fortress one of the strongest and best designed that there are to be seen he also reconstructed after his own designs with the advice of his kinsmen the great fortress of corfu which is considered the key of italy on that side in this fortress i say Gian giangirolamo rebuilt the two great towers that face towards the land making them much larger and stronger than they were before with open embrasures and platforms that flank the ditch in the modern manner after the invention of his kinsman he then caused the ditches to be made much wider than they were before and had a hill levelled which being near the fortress appeared to command it but besides the many other works that he did there with great consideration what gave most satisfaction was that in one corner of the fortress he made a place of great size and strength in which in time of siege the people of that island can stay in safety without any danger of being captured by the enemy on account of these works Gian Girolamo came into such credit with the above-named Signori that they ordained him a salary equal to that of his kinsman, judging him to be not inferior to Michel and even superior in that work of fortification which gave the greatest contentment to san michel who saw his own art advancing in the person of his relative in proportion as old age was taking away from himself the power to go further giangirolamo besides his great judgment in recognizing the nature of different sights showed much industry in having them represented by designs and models in relief insomuch that he enabled his patrons to see even the most minute details of his fortifications in very beautiful models of wood that he would cause to be made which diligence pleased them vastly for without leaving venice they saw every day how matters were proceeding in the most distant parts of their state in order that they might be the more readily seen by every one These models were kept in the Palazzo del Principe, in a place where the signori could examine them at their convenience, and to the end that Gian Girolamo might continue to pursue that course, they not only reimbursed him the expenses that he incurred in making the above-mentioned models, but also showed him many other courtesies. Gian Girolamo could have gone to serve many lords with large salaries, but he would never leave his Venetian signori. Nay, at the advice of his father and his kinsman Michel, he took a wife in Verona, a noble young woman of the Fracastoro family, with the intention of always living in those parts." But he had been not more than a few days with his beloved bride, who was called Madonna Hortensia, when he was summoned by his patrons to Venice, and thence sent in great haste to Cyprus, to inspect every place in that island, orders having been given to all the officials, that they should provide him with all that he might require for any purpose. Having then arrived in that island, in three months Gian Girolamo went all round it and diligently inspected everything, putting every detail into writing and drawing in order to be able to give an account of the whole to his masters. But while he was attending with too much care and solicitude to his office, paying little regard to his own life, In the burning heat which prevailed at that time in the island, he fell sick of a pestilential fever, which robbed him of life in six days, although some said that he had been poisoned. However that may have been, he died content in being in the service of his masters, and employed by them in works of importance knowing that they had trusted more in his fidelity and his skill in fortification than in those of any other man. The moment that he fell sick, knowing that he was dying, he gave all the drawings and writings that he had prepared on the works in that island into the hands of the architect Luigi Brugnoli, his kinsman by marriage, who was then engaged in the fortification of Famagosta which is the key of that kingdom to the end that he might carry them to his masters when the news of Gian giangirolamo's death arrived in venice there was not one of the senate who did not feel indescribable sorrow at the loss of such a man who had been so devoted to that republic Gian giangirolamo died at the age of forty-five and received honorable burial from his above-named kinsman in San nicolo at famagosta then having returned to venice brugnoli presented Gian giangirolamo's drawings and writings which done he was sent to give completion to the fortifications of legnago where he had spent many years in executing the designs and models of his uncle but he had not been long in that place when he died leaving two sons who are men of passing good ability in design and in the practice of architecture Bernardino, the elder, has now many undertakings on his hands, such as the building of the Campanile of the Duomo, that of San Giorgio, and that of the church called the Madonna di Campagna, in which and other works that he is directing at Verona and other places he is succeeding excellently well and particularly in the ornamental work of the principal chapel of san giorgio at verona which is of the composite order and such that in size design and workmanship the people of verona declare that they do not believe that there is one equal to it to be found in italy this work which follows the curve of the recess is of the corinthian order with composite capitals and double columns in full relief and pilasters behind in like manner the frontispiece which surmounts the whole also curves in very masterly fashion according to the shape of the recess and has all the ornaments which that order embraces wherefore monsignor barbaro patriarch-elect of aquileia a man with a great knowledge of the profession who has written of it on his return from the council of trent saw not without marvel all that had been done in that work and that which was being done every day and after considering it several times he had to say that he had never seen the like and that nothing better could be done and let this suffice as a proof of what may be expected from the genius of bernardino who was born on the mother's side from the san michel family end of section 23 life of michel san michel architect of verona part 2